metronome. Every Make time sure it's not it, slow mo. <laughs> yeah, I've never done the slow mo thing, so that would be kind of insane if it randomly did do the slow mo thing. But crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. All right, are you ready? Yep. Three, three, two, two, one. <laughs> but I don't even know if mine registered. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. I think you'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Did half-ass clap it was, I just it was, did too? It was like, great. It was super cute. Like, how do you miss your own hand? Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> all the time. There's also probably a masturbation joke there to be made, but right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I feel like there is one. That, right. Oh, for sure. There for sure is one in there. Um, right. There has to be. Oh well. All right, let's anyway, we have a masturbation joke. Let us know. Write it in. For the, that's what she said. Maybe it's just a that's what she said. That's I don't know. How do you miss your own hand? I don't know. Something like that. It's there. Don't worry about it. Don't think too hard. Don't think uh, hard. It makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah, exactly. Like most of this podcast. <laughs> it's the fourth rule of QQT. It makes sense if you don't think about it. I mean, that's a lot of, like, fantasy novels. I mean, honestly, I don't know how many plot holes in my own books I fixed just because I was like, you know what? Magic. Magic. That's how. how. Magic. They're gods. That's how. There we go. (laughs) I fixed a lot of problems with continuity. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, chapter 26. We are fundraising for the Trevor Project today. For the Trevor Project. Um, For those of you that have been following along on our social medias and who have turned into our drunkenly reading Shakespeare. Drunk Shakespeare. That was a good-ass time. Um, We got a lot of, yeah, that was um, was entertaining. (laughs) The people were entertained. (laughs) I'd like to think so. I was entertained. Yeah, I got a lot of notes that some people were entertained, so... Um, but we, uh, we drunkenly read Shakespeare for a good cause, of course. We did. And, uh, we have this, this fundraiser going all month for the Trevor Project for Pride Month. Um, the Trevor Project is an online platform that is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, you, where youth of the LGBTQ plus community can, I am text call, for crisis support, um, they are able to link the youth immediately with a counselor and or any other form of support they need, whether it's, you know, depending on the severity, just a counselor or 911 or any other crisis intervention that is needed. Um, it all They also have an online community platform where youth can register and either post anonymously or as themselves and get linked with um, other youth to provide support, uh, other people in their communities and, you know, find, find a network that way. They're a great organization. Um, they're doing a lot in the world. And so we would like to do our part in helping raise money for them. So spread awareness. Um, if you're able to donate, please do. But as we know with social media, as it is today, just getting the word out helps tremendously, if not more so than a dollar. So 
Yes. We hit 80% of our goal. Our original goal was $500. We hit 80% of the goal very quickly. So we doubled it to a thousand. We're at like $430. I checked this afternoon. So tomorrow is June 15th. So this episode's going live on June 15th. So it'd be amazing if we could hit $500, hit halfway through our goal, halfway through the month would be fantastic. And then we can keep going for the next two weeks. So this is episode, this will become dated very quickly, but it is going live on June 15th. Um, it would be awesome to hit our halfway goal. Again, like I said, halfway through the month. And if you're listening to this further in the future, just go donate mm-hmm. to the Trevor Project. You don't have to do it just because we're doing it. Nope. Um, just go donate to the Trevor Project or, you know, give them a follow, spread the word. Um, if you're listening to this post yep. yep. humorously, post, that's not right. That's like after death. So yeah. I don't, it's not, it's not like post, not posthumously, but, no. um, you know, if you're Later. listening to this and, and our social fundraiser has expired. In the future. There you go. There you go. I'll get there. It makes sense if you don't think about it. It makes sense if you don't think about it. It has been a heck of a Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. There it is. I don't even know what day it is. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's, I wish it was Wednesday. I know. That'd be nice. Although I just realized today that, um, this is unrelated, but I, my office, I work from home, but we have a Chicago office and a lot of us have opted to work from home because working from home is, is nicer for a lot of reasons for some people. And they are putting together a summer team outing to get some of the folks together since we Mm -hmm. often don't go into the office. Mm -hmm. And I agreed to it without really realizing what it was or thinking too far, (laughs) too far in advance. And this week we are having a heat wave in Chicago. It is a hundred degrees today and it's going to be a hundred degrees tomorrow. And I realized today that tomorrow I agreed to go to my first ever Cubs game and it's going to be 99 degrees. Oh, a Cubs game. And I don't want to (laughs) go. Molly at a sporting event in the sunshine. I have never been to a professional sporting event in the city of Chicago. This is like taking my Chicago sports virginity. I've lived in the city for like nine years. I've lived in Chicago for nine years. Never been to Cubs game, Sox game, Bulls, Bears, you name it. Never been. Um, And I feel like that fact is more interesting Mm -hmm. than going tomorrow. But... I kind of have no choice. Um, my coworker <laughs> did. T- my coworker did text me that apparently because we're doing like the the rooftops because Wrigley has that thing where like the apartment buildings yeah. around it. Yeah. Yep. So we're not going to the stadium. We're going to one of the rooftops to okay. watch somehow. I don't know how this works. Like I said, I've never done it. It's fine. It's fine. I can help it's explain. Fine. Yeah. Great. So I did get word from my coworker today. She texted me and she was like, good news. There's an air conditioned pavilion as part of the rooftop we're going to. And I was like, great. Yeah. yeah, Excellent news. Wrigley has um, a couple, there's several fields, but Wrigley itself has several um, rooftop bars where you can see the game perfectly and see the screens perfectly. You get food, you get drink, you get air conditioning. You'll be fine. It is unlimited food and drink. I did learn that. And my yeah. company paid for our tickets. So I don't really drink beer, but, you know, it's fine. It's okay. They probably have other drinks if you want one. I mean, at least yeah. water. They probably have Diet Coke. <laughs> they do probably have Diet Coke. I can drink my body weight in Diet Coke, <laughs> which is typically always a reason for me to go to something. So that's fine. I am kind of sad that my, like, almost decade-year-long run of not going to a sports game is going to be over, but that's okay. I've been I've, I've been to games at Wrigley Field. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's a good time. Baseball's a, baseball's a thing. 
Baseball's a thing. <laughs> well, anyways, back on topic. Uh, what we are here today for is we are going to discuss some of our favorite um, authors as well as yeah. books, novels that are out there with LGBTQ plus representation. Oh. We're going to mm-hmm. give you the recommendations. Uh, we also made a post at the beginning of this month with some of these already on them. If you caught that, the dragon on the post did breathe fire. So I just want to bring attention to that so that if you didn't see it, you go back and look. I was, I was very proud of that. Um, I was very proud of that animation. Yes. So I, this is one of my absolute favorites to start. Um, I have so, so many wrecks because obviously this isn't like, this is not like wrecks from a genre where all things are like somewhat similar. I have wrecks across all of the genres. So this is going to feel like a very sporadic list. Uh, <laughs> so I have so many different recommendations. We don't mind. Um, we like Yeah. So my, my, one of my all time favorites, and this is just truly one of my favorite, like smut series and is like an auto buy author for me. Mm -hmm. So the necessary evil series by Mm -hmm. only James, by Mm only James, it is on Kindle unlimited. Her entire canon. Also, I recommend because then there's also two offshoot series from necessary evil. So there's, Necessary Evil, which I think yeah. is like six six or seven books, but it's like anthologies where everything can be read as a standalone, but right. you're going to get so much more out of it if you read them in order. Hmm. So there's Necessary Evil series. I'll go back and talk through them. And then there's the Elite Protection Services series. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I forget what it's called, but then there's like another spinoff after that as well that mm-hmm. um, is really, really good. And everything, again, can be read as a standalone, but again, you know, go through the orders. So Only James... The Necessary Evil series is uh-huh. uh, a story. This is a dark romance. It goes without saying 18 and older. And this goes without saying read the fucking Twitter, 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 um, <laughs> trigger. I did trigger this last warnings. episode too. The Twitter warnings. Read the trigger warnings and don't come for me if you read it. And then you're like, what the fuck? Don't come for me. I'm yeah. not interested. Consider this. You. Consider this your warning. Yeah. So the Necessary Evil series follows an eccentric billionaire named Thomas Mulvaney who adopts children who show early signs of psychopathy. Mm -hmm. And he raises them to channel their psychopathy as to not be bad guys, but to be vigilantes. Is it psychopathy or psychopathy? I have no idea. Is there a difference? (laughs) No, I think it's just pronunciation. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Like we said, you're the, you're the audiobook, you're the audiobook oh, yeah. listener, so we always lean on you for the pronunciation. I do work I in a mental psychopaths. health related field too, so I, I would just also am like, am I saying it wrong? Psychopath at work. I think it's well, psychopathy. I, I always psychop really because I always look at huh. All right, psychopaths. So adopts. <laughs> psychopaths and mm-hmm. and raises them yeah. to like hey you know you might have grown up to be a murderer um but what if you did that but we catch the people who fall through the justice system so they go after like rapists who get away and you know be bad people who fall through the cracks of the justice system like basically Dexter. Exactly. It's just like Dexter. So they only kill bad people. So each of the books focuses on a different adopted son. Mm -hmm. They're all in their adulthood at this point. 
and they're all LGBTQ plus romances. So all of them, like all it, they're, it's mainly, um, it's mainly men. So it's, I think like all of the pairings right now are MM, but mm-hmm. a couple of the, the significant others are fluid in their expression. Mm-hmm. So it's all LGBTQ romances. They are romances, but like, there's like obviously action plots, you know, cause pretty much right. they're hunting, they're hunting a murderer in like each book, but the, the main drivers that they're romances and the kink list is long. So there's, there's something for everyone and you might learn something about yourself. I love um, and also like, so surprisingly emotional and sweet. Like so many of them like have made me cry I'm like, oh my god, I want a psychopath. Like, what is this? <laughs> what a psychopath. <laughs> so they're like also the most like shot. Like you're like, I just wanted to read some like unhinged smut. Why am I crying? Right. Um, so it is like the best series. She's so good. I call Only James my brain candy. I read it whatever I like have to like. I it's all on KU, but I've bought most of them. I think just because like I always need them. And then, um, so it's kind of like Criminal Minds and Dexter, like, had a baby, but then you make it gay, and then everybody's falling in love and, like, fucking like crazy. It's wonderful. I love um, this. It's so good. And then the spinoff series is actually probably my favorite. It's called uh-huh. Elite, Elite Protection Services, and it is about the, they're like a security for hire firm that the necessary evil family works with all the time. So it's like NCIS and then NCIS LA, like, you know, it's like the other agency. And those are all really wonderful because it's large, lots of hurt, comfort, lots of rescue. Cause it's like, you know, security guard type folk for hire. Um, those are, those are wonderful. Um, but honestly, just broadly check out Only James. That's one of my favorite. Those are some of my favorite series of hers, but everything in her canon is LGBTQ plus and just fantastic in terms of plot and spice and also feelings. So I never, ever shut up about, about Only James. Some of my <laughs> absolute favorite. So good. So good. So good. I enjoy That's this. All. I actually had not read any of those. So they're so good. I'm on YouTube. Obvious. They're so good. I I would say like, there's maybe one, I mean, I like my dark romance is pretty unhinged, so I don't mind. There's maybe one where I was like, Oh, okay. I don't know if I'd be into that, but like, I just, so do, I will say it one more time. Like do check the trigger warnings. There's, there's a lot in there. Um, but I think she, it's not, superfluous like a lot of the characters are working through trauma so you know i will say trigger warning now for child abuse um but in particular like there's one storyline where you know a character's recovering from and is, is working through like the abuse that they suffered as a child and they're after you know an abuser who slipped through the system so like there's she does she does like people processing their emotional wounds in a really really well and like a good, very real way. So mm-hmm. it's not like just superfluously in there, but you know, like it all, it all has a point and it's tied together really, really well. So I don't want to say it's just like random cause it's not, but I will say like one more time, just check the trigger warnings because if you're not prepared, it might be shocking, but they're so good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, uh, well, my first recommendation oh. is one that I have given many times, but 
the priori of the orange tree. I know. That's by Samantha Shannon. Okay, so it's so good. I'm in love. Um, I've seen some people compare it to a feminist Lord of the Rings. Um, I've heard feminist Game of Thrones mm. a lot. I've heard feminist Game of Thrones a lot when when people talk about Priory of the Orange Tree. I mean, Tolkien was a huge inspiration for George R.R. R. Martin, so yeah. could see where the, the lines are drawn between the two. Um, I would. But. I think people maybe are saying that because I feel like we need, like Game of Thrones has more issues with women than Lord of the Rings does, you know? Also, I think because there's a, a woman in charge and there are dragons is the parallel there, that's there. probably all right that's probably yeah 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 that's probably. <laughs> but essentially with that being said it, it is a um it's a high fantasy novel um there is one of the main characters is a queen who you know her kingdom's trying to wed her off and breed her and she's like nah man she's also constantly uh under attack by assassins it's uh multiple pov uh nice. they're in, in another kingdom they uh, train dragon riders. So essentially, as a youth, you can train your entire life to become a dragon rider in like a war in the war soldier. But the dragon chooses you too. So um, it's not necessarily like you're guaranteed a dragon. Um, sure. Because sure. if they see you and they're like, you ain't shit, then you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. dragons are are like that. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, There are same-sex relationships in this. Um, There's a lot of action. There's magic. There's dragons that are always a good idea. Um, Mm -hmm. Assassins. We love assassins. So there's not really anything not to like, in my opinion. Yeah. I I think I gave this 4.5 out of 5 stars when I read it. Um, Is it a standalone? Uh, she has the next book coming out. When I okay. finished it, I didn't feel a huge cliffhanger, but I also could see where the next one's going. So sure, so it's not like resolved per se, but there's not necessarily like a huge cliffhanger. But it's it's distinctively yeah. not a standalone. If there's another one coming out, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got yes. it. Yes, and so uh, highly recommend that one. It is a larger book, um, so yeah, it's not fifty by any means. It is. It's a big, big girl. It's a big girl. She's um, on my. She's on my shelf. I'm looking at her right now. <laughs> I just also coincidentally just started Game of Thrones, like the books for the first right. time. So yeah. now I'm like, I'm working through, I can't start them both at the same time. <laughs> no, I feel like you cannot. Yeah. No, um, no. I'm so no. excited to read Priory. I know that's a really, like, people love that book. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good, good. Um, so that's obviously my number one pick. What's your What's your number two recommendation? Oh, I didn't rank these whatsoever, so I don't know oh, if it's I'm my number two. I'm just going two. off of our, like, you said one, oh, okay, so one, like next one. Yeah. Two, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't, like, ranked. One of my other favorite ones is Master of Gin, and ah. it is by, I really hope that I do not butcher this, but I believe it's by Jelly Clark, um, P-J-E-L-I. I'm pretty sure you don't pronounce that P. Um, but we will put it in the, the description of the podcast episode anyway, so just look there. But it's called Master of Gin. It is an absolutely so cool. It is like all magic because it's gin who are like genies in, yeah. in Middle Eastern and North Arabic, North Arabic, North Africa, dear Lord. North Africa, North Africa and Middle Eastern folklore gin are, you know, similar to genies. And yeah. it is so well done because it takes place in Egypt, but it is like steampunk Egypt. So it's like steampunk Egypt with gin. So there'll be these like 
you know, she, they, they go around the city on like trolley car. So like there's some elements of modernity there, but then also like there'll be, there'll be these huge gin that she'll be described. The gin will be described as like being made of like wood and metal, but they're magic because they're moving. So it's like steampunk fantasy magic genies basically and the lead character is an investigator she's like a liaison between the human world and the jinns who like are living in harmony and i don't want to give too much away but essentially they kind of have to like solve you know a crime before the worlds implode if you will so pretty somewhat standard somewhat standard of a plot there but the world is so original and so new so unique because it's like it's got it's like kind of modern in some ways but also like very unmodern in other ways like mm-hmm. the way that the world was like created and blended together it's one of the coolest like original i would say i mean it takes place in egypt like obviously egypt exists but the combination of like that steampunk versus like gin magic versus being set in Egypt is just so fucking cool. Um, the main character is a lesbian. And then, you know, you see her interactions with, I believe it's near the end of the book, her and her love interest kind of like come together and and become Mm -hmm. girlfriends and realize that they have a mutual affection for each other. I wouldn't say that it is, the focus of the plot at all but Uh it is something where she is an out lesbian and you know her interactions with her girlfriend are apparent at the end of the book so if you want a romance this is probably not for you but it's fantastic and she's like a really really cool female main character um she walks around in these like amazing suits and stuff because she's like you know this investigator um, so she's kind of what yeah. I imagine if like Dr. Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds was an Egyptian lesbian woman I, like, love I, that imagine, I imagine that that's what she's like in this main character. So, um, and it's really, really cool. So it's called Master of Jin. It's amazing. There's also two short novellas that are like prequels uh-huh. that um, really just kind of help set up the world for you a little bit more. I did read them before I read Master of Jin. I don't think you need to at all for it to make any sense, but they're novellas. Um, if you have Scribd, like I do, which is where I get my audiobooks, um, the novellas are available on Scribd. You can listen in like two hours, I think. So there's I love novellas. Amazing, there's, I love novellas, especially because you can listen to them so quickly and then you get books farther on your yearly goal list. Right. Um, <laughs> I think I'm like 20 books ahead though right now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm behind right now. That's okay. It's all about, it's all about quality over quantity. Um, so that's one of my absolute favorites in terms of like a fantasy novel. That's so, so good and really cool that you get some additional like novellas in there to kind of help build the world as well, which is like one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I don't think I knew about that one either, which Mm -hmm. I'm kind of surprised about. So I'm going to need that too. Um, (laughs) The next one I'm going to bring up, though, I know we've talked about before also, Song of Achilles. Ugh. Yeah. God damn it. <sighs> yep, the Song of Achilles. Um, if, if you're ready to cry, even though you know the outcome, because um, we all know it the doesn't, outcome. It doesn't matter if you your know heart the outcome. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you know the outcome. Like, mm-hmm. you know what's funny? And when I started Bookstagram, which was March of 2021, I will uh-huh. always remember that. It was March of 2021. I started mm-hmm. Bookstagram. Yeah. And I've always loved Greek shit. And 
everyone obviously Song of Achilles is a huge bookstagram and book talk like favorite. Yeah. And I hadn't like, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. I was, you know, out here chilling, whatever. And I kept seeing so many people talk about it. And I was like, okay, like I'll read it. I'll read it. Like, you know, so I went to go get it and I looked on my like Goodreads and it was like, I, it said I read it in 2019. And I was like, I read this two years ago and like completely forgot. And I was like, I must've not gotten it. Like I must've been skimming. Like there's, there's no way that, you know, so I was like, okay, just kidding. Um, I'm going to let me do the audiobook then, because if I read this before, allegedly didn't like it. Yeah, sure. So I listened to the audiobook, which I always say my favorite audiobooks are ones that are Greek mythology retellings. I don't know why. I think it has something to do with Greek mythology was always it started as oral tradition. So I think that they just lend themselves for whatever reason really well to audiobooks. And especially because the way that. Madeline Miller writes is so poetic. Like it just reads very much like an oral tradition, like poetry. So then I listened to Song of Achilles and I had to stop, turn off the audio, grab my physical copy. And I was like underlining, I was like underlining as she talked. I was like reading along and underlining because I was like, oh my God. And then I finally, I mean, most people can read faster than they listen. So I finally like just shut off the audio because I was like, I have to, I have to finish. Like I have to read it by myself. And then I have to read it. And then I was sobbing by the end. You've you've done a reread also, haven't you? I don't think I've done a full reread. I go back a lot to look at like favorite quotes and stuff like that, but I don't think I've ever done. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully written. Beautifully written. Just, Um, oh. And and for those that don't know, it's the Greek retelling of, the Battle of Troy um, and the famous uh, Achilles and uh, Patroclus, Patroclus and Peleus. And, you know, there's fates, there's gods, there's Troy, there's battle, there's love, there's death. Finally, it just finally stops calling Patroclus and Achilles best friends. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. focuses on... On them as, as boyfriends. You know, I was actually watching a documentary because you know how I've been about my um, documentaries yeah. lately. It's like all I watch. Yeah. But um, love a documentary. I, was, I love it. But I was watching one about um, the city that they they uncovered that they are mm-hmm. fairly positive is Troy. Nice. And uh-huh. there's a spot about you know a mile to two miles from it that they're fairly positive is Achilles' tomb. Achilles is Achilles grave and they uh legend has it that Achilles and Patroclus are both buried there that yeah that they buried them both they buried Patroclus there and then after Achilles died they buried him there as well and apparently like Alexander the Great um no yeah no Caesar Caesar came and visited it as well um and they like all these people have come to visit Achilles and they like made this mound like his tomb, even though they're not sure it's actually his tomb. But, like, for history, because of these right. stories, everyone's come and, like, paid respects, visited it, and they were like, you know, we finally archeolo- archaeologically can admit also that, like, they were lovers, they were not just friends, like, <sighs> based on our evidence, like, we know that they loved each other, right? So me, long story short, when we go to Turkey uh, this year, yeah, we have to go. There. No, we're doing the day trip. Yeah, down to the coast. It's like a day trip. Yeah. I've already looked it up. Everything's um, a day trip. 
everything's a day trip. So we'll just like set up camp and then we'll, you know, we have to, you can't be in Turkey and not go to the side of Troy. We are for sure going to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that was my next recommendation is the song of Achilles. It's, it's beautifully written. It's heart wrenching. It's adventurous. It's, it's everything you want in this, in this retelling, in this Greek retelling. Oh, so good. I think my other one, which is also a Greek retelling. Um, so it, this kind of goes for everything. I'm just gonna say like everything that Katie Robert writes, mm-hmm. um, everything that she writes is, I, I'm pretty, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty positive. And I believe that she has said this, that everything she writes is LGBTQ. So there are some couples that present heterosexually, but I believe she said that Mm, don't quote me on this, but I believe she said that all of her characters are like, if they're presenting in a heterosexual relation, like I think in neon gods, I think that she said that Hades and Persephone are both bi. I think yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they even are. if it's like, even if you have characters in a Katie Roberts book who, pres- who you might uh, assume upon first glance are heterosexual, none of her couples are Yeah, I'm positive that that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have like a two for one. One, just being like anything by Katie Robert is going to be fantastic. Like the, the, the villain series, like the Disney villain series that she has is Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, one of my absolute favorites is, um, uh, the one based on Hook and Tinkerbell, a worthy opponent, a worthy opponent. Uh Doesn't, doesn't help that a lot of people have slid into my DMs to tell me that they're who I pictured when they thought of Tink. That you're who they pictured? Yeah, like they read a worthy opponent and then they read the description of Tinkerbell and they thought of me. And I was like, first off, I'm flattered. Second off, I'm living a crazy, I'm doing crazy shit. You've pictured me doing crazy shit. You read, you read <laughs> you that just book. Admitted, you just admitted that you have uh-huh. pictured me doing crazy shit. Like, that's, uh-huh. that's what uh-huh. you just told so me. So like just part now. of like the, a large majority of me, like 85% of me is like super flattered. Yeah. And then there's like 15% of me that's like, should I be embarrassed almost? Like, do like, I feel weird about this? Right. Nah, like, do nah. I feel, and I was like, nah. Nah, nah, but every once in a while, I'll kind of be like, do I? Nah, it's good. Um, but I will say, like, fresh off of this, I just read Wicked Beauty, which is her newest in the Dark Olympus series. Uh-huh, which, uh-huh. So I'm following your Achilles and Patroclus with another Achilles and Patroclus. Um, Wicked Beauty is a uh, poly, not polyamorous. Well, yes, because polyamorous is just more than two, correct? Mm-hmm. I should have looked that up. No, it's always fun to learn things. Yeah, I believe it's polyamorous because that's just more than two. Yeah. 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 I got that right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, yeah. Uh, Hmm. Anyway, Wicked Wicked Beauty is Achilles and Patroclus and Helen. Nice. In in a throuple. Helen, huh? Helen. So the famed Helen. Yeah. But. The beauty of, the beauty uh of Greece. Yeah. Uh huh. Huh. Slides in, snuggles up. She said, um, (laughs) thruples with uh, the the, the couple, sorry, the thruple at the end of the book, which this is not a spoiler. Um, Her books have happy endings, so like not a spoiler. Ah. But uh, yeah, it's Achilles and Patroclus and Helen, and it was Chef's Kiss. She said, never mind Uh. Paris, I'm out. Yeah, he's the like evil ex boyfriend. Ah. Yeah, and it's great. It's so great. I love um, it. I loved it. I loved the dynamic. I thought it was one of the best. 
It's one of the best ones I've read in a really long time in like the polyamory. Reverse harem is is not polyamory. I just want to be clear to people because reverse harem is multiple partners through a very heterosexual lens. Yeah. Um, just to be clear to people. Yep. So that's its own thing. Reverse harem is its own thing. Um, this is one of the... Um, it's so good in terms of a multiple partner situation where she does such a great job as the author of like, they don't work coupled off like Achilles and Helen don't work as a couple. Like, you know, these, they don't work as a couple, but the three of them do. And they have like fully fleshed out, you know, personalities and they come together and you know, you read so much multiple partnerships, multiple partnership books where some of the characters are super flat Cause it's just Uh like, well, he's the, this and she's the, that and like, they're all kind of like stereotypes. Right. Right. And then I've read so many like books with multiple partners where it's kind of like, so you just kind of got one of each stereotype and now they're right together in a relationship. Like that's weird. But each of these characters is so complex, has their own emotional wounding and, it, and they do work perfectly, like, as a throuple, not, you know, paired off or something very or realistic. So, yeah, definitely. Super realistic and wonderful in a way. I was like, yeah, this is so believable. This is, like, you know, I won't say whether it's, like, good representation because I'm not polyamorous, so I don't want to go on record and say, like, right. it's the perfect example. I have, I don't know about that, but in terms of, like, as a reader, all of the characters were just so, so well done and their relationship was so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. So I loved Wicked Beauty. Also... Hot as fuck. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, <laughs> I love it. Katie Roberts is also amazing. So yeah, um, she's great. She's great. Uh, my next one is actually a book I haven't read yet, but it's sitting on my nightstand over there, ready for me to pick up and read. <laughs> um, and it's "The Night and Its Moon" by Piper C.J. Oh, okay, um, it's oh, a yeah, new yeah. release. It just came mm-hmm. out like a few months ago. Um, basically what I have of it is it is a high fantasy, um, that has a lot of LGBTQ plus representation along the spectrum. There's assassins, there's fighting, there's forbidden love. There's, that's what I have. I also have that my favorite Lord of the Rings TikToker said he read it and thought it was amazing. So I trust him. Love it. Love it. (laughs) The last one that I have, um, this is on my TBR as well. So this is all, I'm following your lead there. This is also one that I've yet to read, um, but I'm super excited to read. So it is a fantasy trilogy called the Captive Prince Trilogy. Um, I have read many a thing that also say like, there's some pretty dark romance, dark elements of this. So I will say one more time to check the trigger warnings on the Captive Mm -hmm. Prince Trilogy, but it is a um, MM, male, male romance. There is a captive prince. (laughs) Um, Whoa. Oh my God. (laughs) So there's a couple of like, you know, he's been captured. He's a prisoner. So there's some like dirt romance elements there, you know, captive prince. Um, (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that his, the, that it's his not captor, but I'm pretty sure it's like, he's got, it's one of those, like, you've got to work with your villain. Like he's got to work with the villain. Um, so I've heard wonderful things in terms of like a fantasy adventure Mm -hmm. and that romance. I've heard it's amazing. Um, some dark elements to that one. And it comes highly recommended by Sarah J. Mass. Yeah. I trust her. I believe she's one of the quotes (laughs) on the back or on the front, you know, when they like have, you know, quotes from other authors, uh, right. I believe she's she's one of the quotes on the book that says she seems it's a one of her favorite source. You know, she does write some great stuff. I feel like she, she probably does. has to read some great stuff too. 
She knows her way around a plot or two, yeah, for sure. So, so, that, so, and I think she's also said, like, in interviews that it's one of her favorites. Because sometimes those, like, quotes on the cover are a bit of a marketing scam. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just, like, another author that, like, works for the same publisher. And they're like, hey, give us a quote for the newbie or whatever. Right. But I've, yeah. I believe that she's said it in other interviews and things like that, that it is a favorite. So, right. um, yeah, Captive Prince Trilogy is on my list. Very. I'm going to start that pretty soon, I think. And uh, recommended by Sarah James. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, do you have any more on your list? I, I think I, I only had those. That was the last on my list. Yeah, Six? that was the last Perfect. on mine. Look at that. Look at Look that. Look at us go. We Look didn't even go. plan this. We didn't. We're Beautiful. winging it, baby. <laughs> We're... It makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys um we will link everything in the description head on over to the queen's quest tropes podcast podcast you're okay. already there if you're listening you're already there you're already, you're already at, at the you're, queen in, quest you're in it already if you want to know yeah. what it is read the description you're here um <laughs> head on over to the queen's quest intro instagram or my instagram mm-hmm. or Alyssa's or just the trevor project we'll be fundraising for them through the end of the month but as always like we said if you're listening to this further in the future um please go check them out give them a follow um mm-hmm. you know if you are able send a little bit of monetary send that good hard cash their way so they can keep doing everything that they are doing for lgbtq youth i believe this statistic is one in five lgbtq youth will attempt to commit suicide in their lifetime mm-hmm. and that's not great guys come on no nope. that's heartbreaking yep. um so we look forward to continuing to support their efforts give these authors and these books a read yep and be sure to let us know if some of these are your favorites or if you've got other recs that we didn't touch which there yep. are many because we only gave you so we only many. talked about six yep so of which there are many so give us some of yours let us know if you read these yeah head and, over uh, to the comment section on the instagram or our discord yeah. channel um And we can start a nice conversation about it. Let us know what recommendations you got. Um, And, uh, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, same here. We're good. Thank you, cuties. Remember the the three main rules of Queen's Custom Trip, you guys, which is Christians ruin everything, always practice safe witchcraft, and dragons are a good idea. We will see you next time.